Welcome back to the week 16 EFFL podcast. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's the semifinals, trying to make my franchise's first ever championship. So time to lock in. That is good. All right. We have a couple of special guests tonight. We have Alexander the Great, Sean's little brother. Alexander, how are you doing on this fine evening? I'm good. You know, it feels good to be in the uh, semifinals, trying to make a run for the chip and uh, bring it home to the real family. So Damn right. can do. Make some noise. There you go. And now making his EFFL podcast debut, the owner of the 2017 Cleveland Browns, Joseph Cassano. Joseph, welcome to the EFFL podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome, Joseph. So, Sean, we have uh, some playoff games to cover. Uh, a couple of, uh, we'll start things off with a couple of our guests from last week, which was uh, the sad life of Zach and Bruno's sad life indeed uh, against Devontae's Inferno, our good friend, Brandon Tambori. And unfortunately for Brandon, he will not be repeating this year as Albert with the high variance just going apeshit with 150 <laughs> points against 102. Sean, I cannot believe that Albert pulled this off in this fashion. Uh, I said last week on the podcast, Brandon had a safe floor of uh, you know 100 points, and he did hit that 100 points. And I said that Albert was going to go... Either 80 points or, you know, over 130 and definitely had over 130. So uh, high variance Albert strikes. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's what you need in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations to to Brandon on a good season. Unfortunately, he just uh, came up a little bit short, but still an impressive season all the way around considering how he uh, basically finished this year. So still a good season to him. And, of course, to Albert. Uh, I'm sorry, cousin albert uh, <laughs> uh definitely uh looking forward to seeing him uh face off next week so uh albert advances brandon unfortunately goes home well, one thing i would like to add about um brandon's side of the matchup um so recently i actually had taco bell for the first time and included in the box i got was the nacho fries and I honestly started becoming Devontae Adams. I think, you know, my dread, my dread started growing in. And I think Devontae Adams just didn't have enough nacho fries before this game, and he let Brandon know. I think Devontae Adams, you and Devontae Adams switched bodies, and that's why he didn't do anything. He stole his talent. I think so, too. Yeah, it's like Space, yeah. Jam, Space Jam. monster. Or, uh... Too bad it was after our fly championship. Yeah, I know. I could have used that. Or, I mean, if, no, our quarterback was mm. better. Uh, Gavin, sorry. How about Zach Wilson? 21 points for Albert. Milf Magnet found a new lady. Milf Magnet. Twink yeah, Supreme. The, yeah, Twink Supreme. And I think that the most jarring thing that uh, what you just said, Alexander, is that that was your first time having Taco Bell in the history of your life. Yeah, that is a 17 really year streak broken. Seven, that's almost wild. 18 years. Wow. And it was finally ended by. Sean Real because Burger King in Medford sucks. You could probably have left off Medford. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we, we tried to go in on Saturday night, and it was like 8 o'clock, and it was locked. And there's just one guy in there, and we're like, are you open? And he just like motions us to go to the drive-thru. So we do, and the drive is off. <laughs> no one's answering. So like, all right, uh, let's go somewhere else. I just, I just wanted a Whopper, 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 triple, double, junior Whopper. Chicken, 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 crispy Italian royal chicken. That's all I wanted, you know. Hate that commercial. Unlimited diarrhea. Unlimited. I rule this. Oh, man. Stomach rumbles were real Saturday night. Oh yeah, I mean that was your probably your first Taco Bell shit as well. So that's part of the <laughs> we experience. We got the double. Uh, uh, we got the deluxe craving box. Damn. Two of them. Now, Sean, you've had Taco Bell before that time, right? Yeah, yeah. This was. Uh, I, I went like a long period of time without it, and then I've, I've had it probably like 
three times in the past uh, couple months. Been on like a Taco Bell kick lately. Yeah, that's really that's really mind blowing that Alexander has not had Taco Bell. Yeah, he told me, and I was like, oh, "We're going." <laughs> wow, you know, I went to a, a Taco Bell for breakfast. It was one of those KFC slash Taco Bells. Oh, the and combo. Yeah, and I asked for you know a breakfast crunch wrap, and the lady came on. She's like, "We don't serve breakfast here, baby." <laughs> so I just went to the other Taco Bell. So yeah, really disappointing because it's like the Taco Bells here are really far, you know apart they're not really on top of each other so yeah really disappointing and by the time i got there they weren't serving breakfast anymore so but anyway uh yeah that's extremely shocking that's probably the most shocking thing that you'll hear on this episode the fact that alexander for some reason has never had taco bell in his entire life until now so i'm happy for you that's a big it's a big moment it it meant a lot it was (laughs) it was very heart shattering moment breaking that streak but also uh create a new life into my taco bell career for the future man i've had taco bell quite a few times i could not tell you the first time i ever had it that's crazy you're going to be able to remember your first time having taco bell i will be a vivid memory it'll be a core memory you know like inside out it'll be one of those yellow memories but in the core section wow one fun fact about albert's lineup it features zero players he drafted Besides Christian Watson, who we dropped and then picked back up a month later. It's pretty impressive stuff. That is definitely impressive. So good job, Albert. And we will be looking forward to seeing you next week. And next we're going to have the Christian Castle run New Jersey football team against the Butchers, uh, owned by Patrick Stone. And... uh, Christian just came up short. These were the two big powerhouse teams that nobody wanted to play against, and they kind of just rammed into each other. And it was a it was a close game. Uh, definitely a crucial uh, uh, non factor was Miles Sanders in that game, um, which uh, you know could have potentially saved Jalen Hurts from injury. Um, but just uh, just a crazy game between two powerhouse teams. Yeah, the big decider was Alan Lazard. Uh, you know, Christian was down five going into Monday night and about a 90% chance to win and move on. Alan Lazard put up a stinker. Just one catch on seven yards mm-hmm. for 1.2 yeah, points. Yeah, chocolate hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all thought this. Christian was going to run away with this after Thursday night when Kittle had the two DDs, but uh, it wasn't the case. Yeah, when I was looking at this matchup, I was really disappointed. Because I, I, looking at the playoff bracket, my pick was Christian to win it all. I thought he could beat Sean. I think I thought he could beat anyone. Just Patty just got the best of him, I guess. Jared McKinnon had 30. I mean, he's been going off. And one thing yeah. I will say is I'm glad they knocked each other out and that only one of them is moving on. And I'm also glad I'm not playing either of them in this next round. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. Both teams are just massive powerhouses. Uh, definitely disappointing for Christian. I'm sure he had some pretty high hopes. It seemed like he was really just dominating uh, the second half of the season. Um, so definitely unfortunate for him. But, you know, you have someone like, you know, McKinnon just going off that you probably wouldn't really expect him to be, you know, netting you 30 points, um, outperforming Derrick Henry, which is just kind of insane. Um <laughs> So that's if he's if he's going to continue to be a factor, that's that's a pretty uh, lethal combo between uh, McKinnon and, and uh, Jacobs. So it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, honestly, how we always talk about Christian at the Flyers game and now playing basketball um, at Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think he brought Miles Sanders and Alan Lazard with him, and I, I heard a rumor that they were playing threes against Jackson Mahomes, Lizzo, and. <laughs> big chungus and um i think that's why they didn't perform well and they just they held christian back from moving on Lizzo's a, probably a beast in the paint yeah i heard she she averaged 16 points a game out of 21 at least that's pretty good i don't know anything about basketball but that sounds good to me <laughs> i don't know what it is but i love it so yeah so definitely uh 
you know, two powerhouses going at it. And uh, the, uh, the more talented of the Stone Brothers moves on. <laughs> Rick Jess. Now, uh, unfortunately for me, uh, I got decimated this week. Uh, I was there was a point during this week where I thought I was going to topple my. Uh, I don't know if it would really be considered toppling, but I thought I was going to break my own record for scoring the least amount of points. And uh, you know, fortunately enough for me, I did not do that and was able to muster sixty three. Um, but I got I got decimated here by uh, Jeff Stone, who in his own right has definitely improved this year. I mean, four and ten might not look great on paper because it's not, but uh, he's he, he's getting there. He's he's getting closer and closer to the playoffs. So I think four wins might be more than what he had last year. So good for Jeff. Uh, bad for me. He's going to be sending me to the Clorox toilet bowl next week. Um, and speaking about toilet bowls. Uh, the Urban Legends went up against Joseph Cassano's 2017 Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Joseph, I know you and Bruno had a little bit of history uh, in terms of uh, some trades. Yep. So uh, the one that we're we're talking about, and I guess we'll I guess we'll get into the game right after this. But the one I'm talking about, of course, is the trade with uh, our other guest here, uh, Alexander. Mm-hmm. You traded away Jalen Hurts, so I just this is this is a question that I want you know Bruno to have an answer to, um, just so he can have some closure. Uh, what 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 the fuck were you thinking trading away Jalen Hurts? All right, so here's the story. So me and Xander had just finished a good old game of Top Golf. I kicked his ass as of usual, and I think he was a little salty. So we're sitting in the Wendy's drive-through. And Xander turns to me and he goes, I want Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, I initially said, no, no way, no shot. You're getting my dad, Jalen Hurts. But he kept going. He kept, he was persistent. He kept throwing, pulling offers out of his ass. He just, he was persistent. And in that car, in the Wendy's drive-thru, I I said no to all of them. I was like, I can't trade Jalen Hurts. But in the next coming weeks, emphasis on weeks he kept nagging me he kept he continued with negotiations and he just he could he wouldn't stop he would not stop and i eventually caved in i realized how bad my receivers were i needed a true wide receiver one and i saw that in aj brown and the only way to get aj brown was through jalen hurts and i also got gabe davis in the trade who i had faith in on that high-powered Bills offense, but obviously it, it didn't pan out too well for me with how Jalen Hurts has been performing despite he's injured now. I got to uh, shout out Bruno on that one. Took a took a page out of his book and definitely paid off. So that's that's actually what I was about to say. I'm like, you have that that Bruno blood in you. Uh, to to be uh, kind of like a little little gnat just floating around. And eventually, yeah, it's after, like you know after, what? Uh, spending the wedding with him and Antonio Brown, he just it kind of like osmosis transferred to me, and <laughs> I just the transitive it. property. Exactly, you know. After all the negotiations with him, it just it just it it followed through and it paid off for sure for this one. Now, Joseph, Bruno said something along the lines of that you were tacky and he disliked you. Um, what What's your response to that? I mean, did you understand why he's a little bit salty that this trade was completed? Um, one, I don't understand. This is the first time I've heard of tacky. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he can get that's that a, in the... That's a new one for me. In the rare uh, times, not rare, I text in the chat a lot, but... If he, that's his opinion. I don't care. But uh, I don't know. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Looking back on it, me not in the playoffs, do I regret that trade a little bit? Yeah. Obviously, I don't have Jalen Hurts anymore. But I think at the time, it was fine. I needed that wide receiver upgrade. I had faith in Jimmy G to put up that solid 15 to 20 points, which I thought all I needed. that's all I needed from my quarterback spot but obviously that didn't happen 
Gabe Davis has been awful ever since I got him. AJ Brown has been AJ Brown, but it they can't pick up the slack for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and you know, I I kind of uh, sympathize with you for you know a little bit because um, one, you did trade for Jimmy G, who I spent a hundred dollars on. So <laughs> you did. Was that a good decision on my part? I don't know. Uh, I feel like he was the better of the two quarterbacks that I had. Um, but it's, it's hard to say at this point. Um, but you know, I also understand trying to, you know, bolster a strength. I think that trading hurts was definitely a little bit of a overcorrection. Um, that's just, you know, my view of it. Um, but you know, I, I did something similar getting the, the, you know, Austin Eckler over from, uh, from Alexander. So I just felt like there was something I just had to try to do. Cause I feel, it felt like I was sinking and I needed to see if I could just get three players to put up a lot of points and, and, you know, try to do it that way. So I kind of understand where you're coming from. It's the season's wrapping up and you feel like you need to do something uh, drastic, but I feel like I was screwed either way uh, at that point. Um, but I mean, Alexander, what, what did you think of the trade? I mean, you obviously were happy that, you know, you ended up with Hertz, but I know that he's kind of, I guess we'll get into that in a little bit, but he's, he's not probably going to play this weekend, but, I mean, what did you think of the trade? Were you surprised he actually accepted it? Yeah, you know, I um, I looked at my team and I was like, "Wow, I suck," and I don't know how I was two, I don't know how I was winning. I, I was barely scoring over a hundred. I was like, "I need to make a move," and my quarterbacks were Aaron Rodgers and Taylor Heineke. That wasn't gonna cut it, and um. I'm I'm even surprised I was able to, able to get a deal done with you, Calvin, because you're the stingiest trader. You might be the worst <laughs> trader of all time. You give me offers of my entire team for DJ Shark. Like I did not want to see that in my notifications when I see you have a trade offer and expect. <laughs> to be fair, I made that trade Shark. to like the entire league. <laughs> it was pissing me off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, and to see an actual trade offer coming over from someone, I was like, oh wow, Calvin, he's actually like being confident for once, and. I, you know, I got that deal done, and I hear you were a little, little upset that I used Jimmy G in another trade. I was a little bit mad, yeah. Um, my, my, maybe I do, maybe I regret that because you know Aaron Rodgers has not been very good, and if I had Jimmy G, he, he had that one good week, but I would have Brock Purdy right now, and you know that combo of Hurts and Purdy would be looking pretty good. And you know um, who who could have had Hurts and Purdy? Yeah. Maybe that guy um but yeah getting I, I when i when joseph was actually showing interest i was like wow i might actually you know get a deal done and i began asking for a little much i'm gonna be honest you know i just kept slowly gradually increasing the trade offer to like slightly be improve his side and joseph just finally gave in he was like all right send me the offer and soul trade accepted and uh you know, the the spaceship landed on the moon. Jalen Hurts. There you go. Joseph, while we're on the concept and topic of uh, your roster construction, how would you think your season went? Um, what was your strategy going into the draft? And, uh, you know, what, what was the reasoning behind all the trades you made this season? Um, Going into the draft, that was my first time I ever done an auction draft. Um. I don't really have a strategy, if I'm being honest. I just knew the people I wanted to get, mainly being Jalen Hurts. And I was willing to spend any amount of money for that man. And then I proceeded to trade him away. But <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. You know, I have a, a mental quote that I remember from Joseph, where every time like someone like Jonathan Taylor or Jalen Hurts would get bit up on by like Calvin or Christian. He would say, "He's not that. He's not worth it." And then two seconds later, he is that guy. And then hit the bid button and keep <laughs> yep. going up and up. Yep. And that would start at like fifty and went for twenty times to continue. You know, to invest seventy dollars, uh, I find it crazy that he was eventually tradable, especially with some of the offers that were received in the beginning of the season um, from cousin John specifically when Lamar was still like in the MVP race sort of, and it was Lamar and Juju for Hertz and Tyreek. I mean, I mean, Lamar and Tyreek for Hertz and Juju. 
you know, I feel like that's not a deal you could have passed up on. But in the in in hindsight, Lamar really wasn't that good, and Juju no. ended up, you know, mindset change. Good, pretty good, consistent player. Yeah, it seems like you getting rid of Lamar was probably the right decision. I thought it was kind of weird at the time, but um, yeah, he's definitely trended, you know, way down. And plus, you know, the whole injury thing. And uh, it seems like you got the benefit of him when he was at his best. And then you just kind of chucked him as soon as uh, as soon as the going got rough. So it's pretty well executed, honestly. Uh, I have to credit that to uh, whatever we John, cousin John, had <laughs> inhaled and consumed to allow that deal to be pulled off. Because you know, quote, quote, uh, I got Lamar, bro. So that that's oh what, man, that was that was needed. Yikes! Yeah, not Joseph. Not I got good. some trades you made over the course of the season here. Um, just want to oh, let, no. you know, get your thoughts on these. Um, on draft night, you traded. Um, okay. Damien uh, Pierce for Glad Edwards Hilaire. Yep. Um, well, see. the main reason I did that, well, okay. So I had Brandon Cooks and Damien Pierce, right? And I didn't want two players on that Texas offense. So I made the rookie mistake of sending two offers at once, one for Cooks and one for Pierce. And they ended up both getting accepted at like practically the exact same time, and I was just screwed. Another big one you made was Thielen and Swift. You received giving up Eckler to yep. Bruno. Um, I I love Swift. Every every year Swift has been in the league. I think the first year Swift was in the league. I don't, I forget what the year that was. Was that 20, 2019? Yeah, whatever. They, that was my first year I've ever done fantasy, and I've had Swift in at least one of my leagues every single year, and he's just been a core part of all my teams, and I think he's one of the most explosive running backs in the league. And at the time, Eckler wasn't doing very much, and I wanted Swift on my roster, and I had faith in Swift. Obviously, there's the injury concerns, but I – had faith that he wouldn't get injured. Obviously, he did. And then Jamal Williams kind of took over as the running back one in that Detroit offense, and it just it just snowballed in bad for DeAndre Swift. The next big one that uh, I think drew the, the the biggest ear earlier in the season was you giving up Wentz, Njoku, uh, Curtis Samuel, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Jamar Chase. For Matt Ryan, Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Pittman. Oof. Yep. Um, obviously, I wanted Kamara. I, I like Kamara. I wanted to upgrade my running back core. And I think dumping Clyde was a smart decision on my part. Um, I knew the only way, way I would do that trade was giving up Jamar Chase. And I had faith in Michael Pittman to be not, obviously not Jamar Chase, but I had faith that he would put up, put up a decent amount of points with a solid floor. But obviously, he that Colts offense is just atrocious. And then giving up Curtis Samuel, I didn't really want to do, but that was kind of the only way I could have made the trade. And I really wanted Kamara. And I think upgrading that running back was a smart decision at the time, but that that chase trade really chase for Pittman really hurt me. Couple quick hitters here. You gave up Christian Kirk for Daryl Henderson. Um Daryl Henderson was the RB one in that Rams offense at the time, which I mean it wasn't that bad. I know the offensive line had his struggles, but Daryl Henderson, I think, had a safe floor at the time. And that Christian Kirk was trending on the down. I didn't I didn't have faith in the uh in Trevor Lawrence really. But obviously Christian Kirk turned it back up and Daryl Henderson is no longer on a team. <laughs> 
and then the other big one that uh, Bruno made a uh, a big stink about was uh, you giving up Antonio Gibson for the cute slot machine himself, Hunter Renfro, who's now a free agent. Who's now a free agent? Yeah. Um, both of them sucked really. Antonio Gibson was doing nothing. He was the running back two on the commander's offense. Brian Robinson was had drastic the snap count was just I mean, Antonio Gibson was getting less than fifty percent of the snaps. And who was it? Oh, it was for uh uh Hunter Renfro. Um I just really wanted Hunter Renfro. I needed a better I needed more receiver depth and I just thought why not get Hunter Renfro I'm never going to start either of them I would rather have the receiver depth over the running back depth which I didn't need at the time you know to your point about Antonio Gibson not doing anything um I mean look at his stats from like to the point you traded for him which was I don't know around like week what nine or ten um he had he he was like fifty percent above ten points and fifty percent below, so he like he, he was an inconsistent play, but he would he definitely put up some points at the time, and uh, that's probably why Bruno was so heated considering the struggle he was in putting up sixty eight points in some games. Yeah, I think it was just the fact that uh, Antonio Gibson was not going to start on my team unless I had an injury of some sorts. And I think I would have rather – I had more running backs than receivers, and I just wanted that extra receiver. Yeah, which I think is understandable. I think if, if there's a, a way that you can get an asset that you're going to use uh, rather than have one just sit on your bench, I am I feel like that's – it's a fair trade to make. I feel like Hunter Renfro, though, is pretty, uh, is pretty terrible. Um, but – you know, he could always turn it back on, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can understand where you're coming from on that though. You know, I will say me, honestly, I thought Renfro would have a better season this year. All right. Cause like looking back at Sean's mm-hmm. team in week one and seeing like Renfro on his bench, I'm like, Oh, like that's a, that's a 10 point game guy. Just ch- sitting on his bench. And that's why I thought Sean had like a powerhouse week one. Which he still does. I think Renfro is the more talented player. I mean, we got Derwin James saying he's up there with the likes of Tyreek Hill in that interview. I mean, Q Slot Machine's a dog. <laughs> he's got a lot of grit. Yep. A lot of athleticism, but a lot of grit. High motor. His High motor's motor. heat. Pumping. <laughs> yeah. I think he just has to get out of Vegas at this point. But yeah. Yeah. We'll Maybe see. he's not eating enough nacho fries either. That's yeah. true. Not enough people, you know, not enough. Of these Raiders players on that Taco Bell nacho fry uh, diet. Yeah, that is true. Need to need to get that uh, nacho cheese. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll go ahead and, and move on to Week 16. And uh, Joseph, your your win propelled you now uh, into the uh, the next round of the uh, consolation bracket. Uh, so you'll be playing our uh, our very own Dad Kota. Of uh, cooking cousins, um, what do what do you think of this game? Like heading into it, are you feeling pretty confident about it? Um, I've got I've got some confidence. You can't go into a game without confidence. But uh, I'm a little concerned with Trace McSorley or Davis Mills, whoever I start. I still don't know. My second quarterback is a bit rough, and I'm a, I'm a little concerned with my running backs too. I just hope Latavius Murray can get in the end zone again, and Kamara can put up more than I don't know nine points beside after that 36 38 point outburst he's been the most mediocre RB1 I've ever had and I just have faith that Brock Purdy can carry me to victory yeah I think uh Brock Purdy going up against Washington I think that's pretty a pretty good matchup for you um I think that the teams are fairly even uh, I kind of feel like um, this is a situation similar to what we had with uh, Brandon and Albert last week, where I feel like Dakota's team, I think they have a pretty average floor. 
Um, I think he's going to, you know, guaranteed a hundred points. Um, but I don't know how much beyond that he's really guaranteed where I feel like your team could, you know, meet its, its, uh, projected total here, um, or go above it or go way below it. Um, so I, I feel like it's really just going to come down to, to certain factors, but I could kind of see a scenario where, you know, your team is either going to not put up a lot of points or they're going to put up a ton of points. Um, and if, yeah. you know, I guess we can go over the prediction, um, but at least I'll, I'll throw mine in. I'm probably going to lean a little bit more towards Dakota, uh, for this one. Yeah, yeah. I agree a hundred percent, uh, spot on the, Basically, what you said was exactly what I was going to say. I think Dakota will hit around 100. Uh, I'm going to give Joseph the benefit of the doubt, though. I think he'll have a high variance week, but it very well could backfire and he could end up putting like 70. Um, but I, I could see his team, you know, inexplicably just popping off. And uh, I'm going to go with Joseph. I'm a, I'm a little concerned with uh, AJ Brown and Minshew Maniac quarterback because I. I don't know. Minshew Mania is a huge wild card. I can just hope that he goes back to his Jacksonville days and either just hard targets A.J. Brown or he's just as good as Jalen Hurts, which who knows. And I mean, I Especially will say this is probably Dallas the most defense. talented offense that he's played with. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I'm also going to ride with, uh, with Joseph. Um I think that, you know, some players that can have some big impact. I think Gabe Davis potentially could have a one of his boom games. It's been a, been a little bit since he's had a big boom and just against the Bears defense that isn't great. They did keep the Eagles in check, but overall isn't the greatest. Um, I think, you know, Josh Allen, him and Fields will be going at it fantasy-wise, and I think Gabe Davis will be on the end of a few of those touchdowns. All right, so you're you're leaning Joseph as well. Correct. All right, so it should be it should be a close game, um, or maybe not. <laughs> I guess we'll see. It could <laughs> could go knows? either way. Um, but that should be an interesting one to watch. And Sean, the winner of that one gets their gets a cash prize or money back, or, or how yeah, does that they work? Advance to the uh, the uh, consolation bowl final. Oh, okay. Um, sponsorship still working out there, but likely the uh, elevate elite bowl game. So <laughs> they would uh, the winner uh, of that one would get uh, half their league dues back. There you go. Uh, so now, uh, I guess we'll we'll go ahead and and go to the um, the other one here, which is going to be uh, cousin John versus Jeff Stone. Uh, this game, just looking at it from uh, what Sleeper thinks, they're leaning heavily towards uh, Jeff. And honestly, I am. Uh, so actually, does John have his mustache currently? Is that confirmed? It is not, I believe. He shaved it for the wedding, but he could I have no idea if he grew it back. So I'm thinking that, you know, he's he's kind of starting to get that uh, that mustache back a little bit. Um, and when that happens, crazy stuff tends to go down, like crazy trades and losses. Uh, and I've, I've been high on Jeff's team all year, and I'm going to continue that. I'm going to uh, pull for my, my boy, Kenny Walker, who uh, I explicitly uh, – yeah. <laughs> drop this year i'm gonna go ahead and go with jeff i think jeff's team is just a better overall team um and i'm gonna agree with sleeper here and, and pick jeff yep i agree i think this is an easy jeff win i think he's a better constructed team um he does have the rapist curse but he did kind of break it last week i think he was the first team to win with the rapist all season albert had one win with him or he dropped oh he dropped him yeah, so I think Jeff's the first team to ever win with the Rapists this year. Um, and so I, I think he's going to uh, keep it going and uh, advance to the Constellation Ladder final. I think the uh, the biggest piece in that uh, in Jeff you know, winning is going to be uh, Justin Jefferson against that banged-up Giants 
secondary you know i'm seeing barbecue chicken like two tangy barbecue ribs out there like i think mm. you might have a 30 piece and um i think the rapist finally comes around you know i think he went to church maybe did uh reconciliation and i think the curse might be lifted yeah i agree i mean um I'm just seeing all Jeff here. I mean, Jay Herbo should assumedly go off against that Colts defense. I mean, you saw how what they did to the or what they let happen to themselves against the Vikings last week. I don't know. I still can't believe that. And Jay Jetta's just a beast. And Mike Evans, he should he should be able to have a good bounce back. I mean, not really bounce back game, but he's been solid all season. Got Zay Jones coming off that thirty point, thirty one point game last week. Hopefully, he can continue with that momentum. And I agree with Xander. I actually do think Deshaun Watt. This is this is where Deshaun Watson comes out and destroys the Saints this week. So there you have it. Uh, we are all leaning towards uh, Jeffrey Stone, and it seems that the rapist curse and the Brian Leonard curse are counteracting each other creating no curse for jeff stone so cousin john shave the mustache off buddy <laughs> next we are going to go to Devonte's inferno against the new jersey football team of christian castle uh this is another interesting matchup um but like we said before, I think Christian Christian's team's actually going to get better as this uh, final half of the season goes on. I'm uh, I'm leaning Christian Castle here pretty heavily. I just think his team is too stacked. It looks like it was just it looks like he completely you know decked his team out, and it just doesn't seem possible that he has all these these talented players on here. But his team is just stacked top to bottom. Uh, I think that Miles Sanders is going to be used more this week. So I think that's going to be a big factor. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry against Houston. I think that's going to be a big factor. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards uh, Christian Castle here. The Joke Zero Bowl, fifth place game, uh, sponsored by uh, Brandon's production company, Joke Zero. Uh, go see Plan B in select theaters. Um so, <laughs> including Vernon Davis. Oh, Vernon Davis. There you go. Yes, he is in the movie. And John Eater, Napoleon Dynamite. Um, yeah, my my head says Christian, my heart says Brandon. Um, this is gonna be tough for Christian Lee. This team's too good. Um, I want to pick Christian here, but I think I'm gonna pick Brandon. Brandel Small for no reason whatsoever. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta ride with the dogs. I mean, Christian team just that looks like the Christian team right now. He looks like he's a. I don't know if you guys have seen that twelve-year-old kid who looks like he's thirty-six with three children. Um, say tank. That's like the equivalent. You know, I feel like Christian against Brandon's team, which is it just doesn't have many stars. You know, it has a lot of those young children in the eight and under league, but Christian has the. Uh, the I am 12 flyers, you know, on the team that are just, they can lead the victory. This game also has the, uh, the prize of winning half year league dues back too, for the winner. Which could be used to pay for more flyers tickets, Christian, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going all, all Christian. I'm putting all my eggs in the Christian's basket. I mean, his team, I, his, it just overpowered. I, I mean, this is like a David versus Goliath matchup. Not that Brandon's a David in any means, but Christian is just a very big Goliath that's somehow lost. You know, one thing, Christian, if you ever do listen to this and you see me at a Sixers basketball game, I want you to tell me the orange door handle broke free next time to prove that you listened to it. So there you, you go. Around, you know, after you go get a beer and come back to your seat and you see me, 
I want that message. Now, when, when Christian's at the Flyers game, do you think he's the kind of guy that just constantly gets up and gets snacks the entire game? No, actually, he's a pretty active guy in his seat. He, uh, he does a lot of chirping from his seat. You know, I think he um, a lot of the players, you know, they have their ear and they, they hear Christian actually while they're playing and they change their game based on what he says. And potentially, I think Christian might have a coaching job within the next three years to replace Glenn Rivers as the uh, Sixers coach and i know his first move at if he had any uh power as gm would be to cut or trade daniel house within 0.346 milliseconds there you go yeah i think uh he's there he's there enough so i mean you know if you're constantly there and, and personally i feel like he would uh his first move would be to build a bed there so he'd actually have somewhere to sleep at night but uh yeah that that, that works too so Christian Castle leaning heavily towards you. Uh, I'm sorry, Christian uh, McCream Castle. I think that's what we've been uh, we've all been calling him. Uh, yeah, we're leaning leaning heavily towards that way. And next, we're going to have uh, probably the most important game of the week, <laughs> and that is the Earthquakers, owned by yours truly. Against the Urban Legends Returns, Mr. Bruno. Uh, I am projected to win this game, but out of uh, respect for our tradition, I will not be picking this game. I will just say that I kind of disagree with Sleeper. I think I'm absolutely screwed. But I know I am definitely winning the meme war, which is really more important to me. Um, But I'll let you guys have at it. This is a big one. The Clorox Toilet Bowl. Sponsored by Clorox. Kills 99.9% of viruses and bacteria. So, big prize here on the line. They determine the last place punishment for the loser. Uh, I think this game is all common here. Um, Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be close. I just well, I think overall, that. with Chubb and Eckler alone, they should be able to do uh, do the, the heavy lifting. I think Bruno's team kind of just at this point in the season is it's too hobbled, too injured, um, and really it's kind of just held together by uh, Pollard and James Conner, uh, sometimes Christian Kirk. But besides that, uh, you know, when you're starting to wreck Burkhead, um, things get a little scary. Chewing gum and rubber bands. I'm also going to lean Calm in here. Um, I just, just, Mac Jones and the Ginger Assassin, that quarterback duo, you know, for how much you know he sold them to other people, there's not it. And um, I, I don't know, there's not much you can do. You know, maybe putting in Darren Waller, who had a decent game, good game last week. Um, but. I'm, it's just all, all, all Calman. I think he's winning the me more and the game, and then his punishment will be even better. I think that will be the best part out of all of this. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't really know. To be honest with you, I, I'm kind of leaning more towards Bruno's side, though. I mean, I know me and Bruno have some apparent beef that. He dislikes me because of my trades, but I'm I'm gonna take you here, buddy. I mean, Calman, your receivers suck. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I know you have Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, but I don't know. Like, and also your quarterback Tannehill's probably not gonna play. You're gonna have Sam Darnold and Taylor Heineke. I mean, Lamar's also projected points. I don't know if Lamar's going to play or not, but we'll see. If Lamar plays, I don't think Bruno should have Rex Burkett in there, though. I mean, I think there's better <laughs> options, but I'll let him do him. But I'm going I'm to lean more towards Bruno's side here. I will say if, if both uh, Let's Ride Hose and MVP play, that will change my decision. Also, Kalman, you should play Christian Castle's dad over on Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put him in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I gotta get uh, Christian McCream Castle's father back in there. 
Gets him whoops some ass. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel a little bit better after uh, after that segment. So hopefully, I'll be able to flush Bruno down the toilet and wash him down with some nice Clorox. So it's good at yeah. uh, preventing the row row spread. You know, keeping everybody safe. Yep, absolutely. So Bruno. It's been a fun season of memes, and I hope to to end your season swiftly this weekend. So uh, we'll see what happens. And next, we're gonna go ahead into the games that actually uh, are you know higher stakes, I would say. Um, and we'll we'll start things off with uh, Hertz Donut and the Butchers. So Alexander, you are not projected to win this game. Um, yeah, for some reason, this is all jacked up on my screen. It's only showing that you have two players starting. So that I don't. He, he only <laughs> has two players. That is sorry. not jacked up. That is my. Uh, <laughs> that's my current roster at the moment in my lineup. Um, okay. I decided so, to take the uh, the Bruno approach from last year, where you don't let your opponent see where you're projected or who you're playing. <laughs> And just make just sure like, you change it before the game starts. <laughs> it's a surprise. I, I will make sure. I think I'm going to be in church before the game start on Saturday. So I'll make sure to, um, to to change that. You know, I'll, I'll let Jesus take my phone and change it himself. And I'll let God take take my team. But um, Patty, you know, I know he's projected 126. He he, he does. He probably should know that he's projected more than me, but how much more? That remains a mystery. So, this this definitely does make the breaking down the game a little bit more difficult. Um, but I will say this: I think that Patrick's team. Uh, I don't think it's quite on the same level um, as, I guess. Nah, that's. I don't. I'm not gonna say that. I think Patrick's team is really good. Um, I think that uh, if you had Jalen Hurts completely healthy and that was guaranteed, I feel like it would be more of a, a conversation that you guys are, I think, more equal. Um, but the fact that Jalen Hurts is questionable, uh, that definitely does concern me quite a bit. Uh, I see that uh, Damian Pierce, the the piece that uh, that I gave you in that trade, including uh, Jimmy Jimmy G., uh, it looks like he's having some some injury uh, concerns as well, um, which is a little bit concerning. Uh, I feel like your team is a little weak in the running back position. Um, but I will say this, though. If Gardner Minshew starts, um, there is a, a strong feeling and a hope that uh, he's going to he's gonna get into that game. He's going to be ready to go. This is the best offense he's ever been around. And he's gonna go out there, and he's going to uh, to play well for for Coach Leach. I think that's that's what's uh, that's what's gonna happen. So, I think that if he can put up similar numbers, um, at least in the passing game that Jalen Hurts has, I feel like you have a good shot here. Um, I do feel like I'm still leaning a little bit towards Patty, um, but I feel like this is this might be one of the closest games this weekend. Yeah, I think the injuries make Alexander a little bit of an underdog. Um, but I think I'm still going to pick him. Uh, Patty has had a couple injuries, like Lockett, and looks like he's out for the year. Um, and I do think he, he kind of escaped last week. If, if this was against Christian, I think I would have definitely picked Christian. Um, but I, I think Alexander can pull this win off, and I'm going to pick him here. Um, you know, I, I see Minshew has the potential of taking advantage of a, a bad Dallas secondary. And, um, you know, Swift is starting to turn on a bit. Um, Rodgers hasn't been great, but he hasn't really been terrible lately. Um, and I think Alexander can do enough to pull off the win. I'm actually going to agree 100% with what Calman said before. I mean, I think this game relies heavily on what Minshew Mania does. He's just a huge wild card. Who knows what he'll do? I I think. I also think Patty has a very big advantage at running back. I mean, if McKinnon continues to do what he's been doing, I mean, and plus the addition of Josh Jacobs, and then I don't even know who you're starting at Swift and who the probably Zach Moss. I'd assume you're gonna start. I mean, 
I think just Patty has the big advantage there, and I think that'll propel him to victory. No, if I'm going to be honest myself, I would probably pick Patty too. But um, <laughs> I got faith in my, in my in my guys. You know, we we ride together. Um, I think my team is heavily reliant on my receiving, my four receivers, and Travis Kelsey. Honestly, and Aaron Rodgers. I think the bottom five or six, six people in my lineup in that order decide my game because, um, you know, I think I need Aaron Rodgers to take a few more drugs to get in the right <laughs> mindset. And um, I need I need an MVP Rodgers game. I need a 30-piece. And then I need young boy, you know. If he plays, keep in mind, we don't know who's playing in my lineup. I could say something about everybody, but, you know, I need him to put on the shiesty and make some big big boy catches. Potentially, potentially. It could be, could be Mac Attack, Scary Terry, DPJ, Dob City, Free Breadsticks at Olive Garden. Uh, but I'm going to lean Patty, too. <laughs> no confidence. Wow. But that's, you know, it's a smoke shirt. We, uh, so you're all on the butchers. You ride or die. It's <laughs> my boys. Well, there you have it. Most of us are leaning uh, the butchers here. Uh, one, so, one more thing, guess, actually, to note. Yeah. This game is, if I do win, this is um, karma for Patty having zero messages in the chat this year and last year combined. I, I think agree. had some he had last, year. last year. He had three last year. But for this year, we're having zero messages. Patty, you better hope you win. Gotta <laughs> pick it up. Gotta talk in the for. chat more. I agree. Yep, the stones do not talk. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. They you need to make also, more memes. You should also upgrade the Chromebook to uh, be compatible with yes. our system. Take <laughs> that Chromebook and try to cram it in a shredder and see what happens. <laughs> Is it a school do. issued Chromebook? It's not. Oh, it's not. Man. You just went to Target, slapped down that $90 bill. You that $90 on the Chromebook. Yeah. You just got the Chromebook. Please just throw it in the trash and we'll all start a GoFundMe or something and get you <laughs> an actual laptop. <sighs> patty, patty, patty. Well, we're down to our final matchup, which is. Our very own commissioner, the real deal, owner of the Pomeranians, Sean against sad life of Zach and Bruno's. A sad life indeed, but it wasn't sad last week for Albert. Uh, this is definitely one of the more uh, spread out matchups here that is heavily leaning Sean. I will caution, though, against this uh, this projection because Albert's team is a bit of a wild card uh, sitting at a seven and seven record. Uh, Albert surprised us last weekend uh, somewhat uh, putting up a high total. So I definitely think that Albert, even though his projection doesn't look great, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look great. Um, I feel like he definitely has some uh, major upside here. Um, I'm a little bit scared of Justin Fields against Buffalo. I feel like Buffalo kind of beats up uh quarterbacks a little bit um but you know justin field he's he's kind of a, a different different kind of guy um but i will say i feel like sean's team is uh also just kind of a powerhouse as well uh and i feel like i'm going to be heavily leaning to sean but i would not be surprised if albert makes this very close yeah obviously won't pick my game um I do feel I can win a shootout versus Albert. Because when my team's on, they're really on. But um, if my team fails to put up 100, I definitely think it uh, it gets scary. Because when, uh, when, when, they, when they tend to uh, get cold, everyone gets cold at once. I think Sean, it's Sean. Just Sean, Sean, Sean every day of the week. I'm sorry, Albert. But just... Josh Allen's a beast. I mean, you can't beat this lineup of Saquon, McCaffrey, CD, Among Us, St. Brown. 
Garrett Wilson. I mean, Mark Andrews, too. I forgot he had Mark Andrews. Dak. Sean's team is just overpowered. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry, Albert, but I'm I'm going all Sean here. I'm also putting my uh putting on my chips and Sean. Um I'm gonna apologize to the league first and foremost, especially you, Bruno, about gifting Sean Christian McCaffrey. Um I was in a trade high and I just I messed up. You know, I felt like John that night at the wedding. And um yeah, Sean, he has too much of a powerhouse to not pick him. I mean, he's still he projected 26 more points than Albert. And Albert putting up 150, he'll, he'll, need, he'll need contribution from everybody because, you know, Sean's team, everybody does their job. There's very, very few and beyond who don't. There's very few wild cards like Mark Andrews, like Brian Robinson. So I think I think honestly to wins Albert will need at least one forty two. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm probably gonna agree with you there, and I, I will say this: looking at Albert's team, I think that uh, in relief of Matt Ryan, I feel like there's no way I'd start Zach Wilson over Nick Foley and Dynamite. Um, I feel like that's that's a no brainer. That's like you know Fitz Magic off the bench. Uh, Nick Foles has. Uh, he just has the 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 drive for you know coming in as a as a backup uh, for you know a few weeks. I feel like it's it's crazy to uh, to not start him. Isn't uh, this, this the uh, same week he came in after Wentz got hurt when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Um, no, actually, no. It was week thirteen when the oh. Eagles came in in the second in the, the second half or third quarter, whatever number it was. Um. We're what week sixteen, so he's a few weeks behind. But this yeah. might also be the same. Don't quote me, but the next year when once his back got hurt and Nick Foles came in, this could potentially be when he came in. This is when he okay. But Nick Foles off the bench, you know, late season. It's like God he's right there. Big so. dick, Nick. Yeah, so I say you know keep with the high variance and throw Nick Foles in there and see what happens. I, I agree with. Uh, Albert, he's, he's going to need to play all the wild cards he can to have any shot. Because Sean seems just too consistent to not. You can't just ride out with who you got. You got you to gotta have some boom, boom or bust guys and just better hope they boom. But yeah. credit to Albert. Come, starting off one and five and getting to this point, that's, that's some good GM in there, you know. You look at other teams who, who began slow, couldn't come back, but here you are. Did it. Yeah, yeah, you know, one game away from a championship appearance. If he can, you know, pull this off against Sean, Sean, you're, you know, on the cusp of of going to the championship as well. Um, so very exciting. I guess we'll we'll see how this all plays out heading into the the final round. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good matchups this weekend. So with that. Uh, Sean, did you have anything else for the the two uh, the two guests here? Best of luck to uh, all of you guys and everyone in the league. Um, to closing out the rest of the season and to those in the bowl games this week. Best of luck, uh, you know, in in your bowl games, and you know, hopefully you win and, and get those prizes. There you go. And of course, you know, this will be our our last podcast before the the holidays. So. Uh, everybody and enjoy your Christmas or, you know, any other holiday you may celebrate. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much, pretty much it on my end, unless you guys have any closing statements. I'm good. Um, The only thing I can say is uh, go get your Whoppers at Burger King and (laughs) Hearthstone it. Be on the lookout. They got that dog in them. I actually do need a rub in Sean's face that I handed him his first L of the season. Sorry, They're going to say his first Whopper. I was like, <laughs> no. are you kidding me? No. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just had to rub that in your face there, Sean. It was a fair remark. It was a good game. All right, so with that, make sure you go out to Burger King, grab your Whopper, 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 Whoppers. 
and enjoy the holidays. We will be back next week and discussing our championship game. So it may be a, a, a real bowl. Who knows? Who knows? But until next time, we will see you later. Thank you for having me. Thank you.